cut. I was told I have to say cut when I want everything cutted, right? Okay, so cut. Everything rolling. Welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you (laughs) to connect with your kids and point them to Jesus. I'm Josh. I'm Aaron. (laughs) And I'm Steven. And uh, this week on the Couch Time Podcast, uh, we just wrapped up our series going through the book of Hamas, um, also known as James. And we are in James chapter 5. Aaron Barnett taught a lesson on, I believe, 7 through 11, for going on top of Correct. my head. And it was all about patience, which, how funny is that? We're all struggling with patience right now. So hey. um, <laughs> the main point that Aaron gave, he said, I have one point for you, and it goes like this. Be patient. Be patient. Right? <laughs> so, Two, in, three words, three be time, patient. One of the questions I found the most helpful for just getting to know my kids was it said what's the hardest thing you've ever had to be patient for and we kind of just talked about different things in life um the first person to answer said for this to be this quarantine to be over great honestly fair point that it's probably the most like thing anyone's had to be patient for um some people said things about um like getting finding out if they qualified for a tournament or a big Mm. game they were looking forward to um Someone said, like, being patient to have a girlfriend. Um, someone else said, like, being patient um, for, like, a court case that they, they had to go to. Um, but what was interesting was, like, they one of the kids brought up, they're like, huh, it's kind of interesting, like, things that are really bad that you're being patient to happen versus things that are being good. So, like, yeah. if, sometimes you have to be patient mm-hmm. to go – to something that you know is going to be terrible. Like you're going to have to have a yeah. really hard conversation and it's all you can think about. And you're like anxiously waiting and having to be patient for maybe a week down the road when you're going to have, have to deliver this bad news. Um, somebody has a relative that died and they had to be patient to wait mm. for the, yeah. the medical information yeah. versus like when you're excited for something and just the difference in your demeanor and attitude that makes that made for yeah. some yeah. conversation in our, in our group. Yeah. Yeah, the difference between, between, like, so the lesson, you know, was all about, and as I read and studied James, it hit me hard, because it's like, what you're being patient for determines a lot while you're, like, while you're needing to practice patience, like, you know, for example, if I'm really, really, really excited about something, and something or somebody gets in the way while I'm waiting for that thing, I'll get, like, angry you know, or upset versus if it's something I really don't want to happen and somebody or something gets in the way, it's like, I will praise that thing for getting in the way of that thing that I mean to be patient for. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so it's, it really is a big deal, Steven. Like what, what are you most patient for right now? Cause that kind of drives you more than we realize. Uh, and I think James talks about, it. it's like, you know, it brings eternity and Jesus coming back as the thing that we should be patient and longing for. Um, yeah it's so here's something interesting uh in i didn't anticipate this and it was convicting to me but the topic of conversation came up when we asked that question was uh the students were like 
I honestly never have to be patient for anything. Like I usually get everything I want, like right when I want it. Like I want to play soccer and I'm playing soccer. It's like, and then I go right from that to something else. And then I go right from school to this. And then mm. I go like, it's like, I'm always so busy. Like I'm never having to practice patience because there's always something up next. Right. And it's like, I just never think about it. And I was like, that's interesting. And the other, the other guys agreed. And he, they then said that it's like this quarantine has forced us and revealed yes. that I have been too busy. So then yeah. we ended up talking about, well, you know, what has God done in your lives mm. during the lack of busyness? Like we've yeah. been able to see our need for, for Christ and for the word and for prayer and for community more than we were before. So it was a little bit of a different spin on, you know, patience. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was interesting. No, that's good. I, I know that that's a similar conversation like that came up in one of the groups. Um just like you can't one of the students sort of just realizing that they can't run to the busyness or friends in the same way to almost like keep you distracted and this is keeping uh for some students that this is kind of forcing students to slow down for sure and just like even process things more deeply um so that I, i think that's a super just interesting piece um that i know yeah it it just seems like that that's been uh definitely a thing for many students um and even just in the group i was in we talked about uh what it looks like to be like impatient and patient and a lot of it has to do too with just your attitude in it um impatient it like both you have to wait uh like likely um but one you have a bad attitude in and one you have a good attitude in and um really that attitude just is influenced by uh what it's i think um just god's character and his promises and uh, we talked a lot about uh we were just talking about like, all right, so where do you see God in this passage? What, what, what do you see um, God, uh, what, what's he like from this passage? And we talked about how in verse 11, it says that the Lord is compassionate and merciful. And it's just like, man, it is so like, the Lord is asking many of us to be patient in this season. Um, praise God, he's compassionate and merciful. Um, he's not just suck it up buttercup. Like it's, it's, it's very much, I'm asking you to wait. I am asking you to change. Um, and no, I am compassionate and merciful like that. I don't know, parents, I hope that piece especially is encouraging to you, um, in this that yeah you're being asked to wait you're being asked to do a whole lot of things and a whole many of your lives have been super disrupted um from either having your kids home all the time to maybe potentially have lost a job but knowing that the lord is compassionate and merciful um and and turning to him in those things I, i think is really at least what helps me be patient 
Yeah, I think in in that in the passage that we read, it talks so much about like the coming of Jesus to come yeah. back and judge the world and redeem his people. And like as the thing that we should be being patient for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other places in scripture, we're also supposed to like focus on that and set our minds on that and like think about that. So it's like, it's not, what are your thoughts about on a day-to-day basis? Like, yeah. What are you time thinking about? It's not being obedient to this to be like, oh, well, I never think about Jesus coming back. So then it's really easy to be patient for it because I just don't even think, it's not even in yeah. my mind. It's like, well, yeah, it's really easy to be patient for something that you don't know is coming. You know what I mean? Like you, you're not, you're not doing anything. You're just living a busy life. Um, so yeah. I would encourage, and I, we talked with the kids is like, what are you thinking about? Like what consumes your mind, your thoughts? Um, so good. That's coming. And is it uh, heavenly? Is it, is it of the things of God? You look back at James and Ford. If you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. Totally. Like, you spend all your time thinking of the things of the world and looking forward to the things of the world, in which case that's going to dictate your attitude, dictate where you spend yeah. your money, dictate Bingo. how you spend yep. your time. Or are you being patient and eagerly, eagerly awaiting the coming of Jesus? And you look around and you see that it says that Jesus stands at the door ready to judge. And it's like, oh, yeah. I should lift up my eyes and see people all around me that I get to be super excited about this moment. But for some it's going to be the worst moment ever. Um, and it's like that patience and thinking about God's coming, it cites me and gives me courage and then pushes me into relationships with people um, to get to tell them the great news about Jesus. So I would just be like, what, what are you thinking about day to day? Is it centered on things of God or is it thing centered on things of the world? Yeah. That's going to affect how you live day to day life. Yeah. Yep. And if, and if you're I, not, uh, sorry, just real quick. And, and again, yeah. like if you're not in, if you're not in God's word, whether it's like uh, you're reading it or like I, I had one student say yesterday, he hadn't been reading his Bible every day, but he listened to it almost every day. And I was like, great like that you're getting god's word in you like you need to like god's word is the the uh reading listening to meditating on memorizing the bible is the most transformative thing and so that's that's the way you are going to be renewing your mind to even be able to think about those things and yeah like otherwise man i'm just continually consumed with what i feel and experience versus letting and i'm actually really excited about a video that's going to be coming out this week um uh from from the student ministry and it's going to be talking about how god god and god's presence informs our situation and um it just completely without being renewed in our mind, we're not going to as be as aware of God's presence in our situation. And it's going to be super hard to be, uh, when we're not aware of God, we're not aware of what he's doing big picture. And when we're not aware of what he's doing big picture, 
we're just going to be focused on our experience. And like I just read this morning in uh, Matthew, where Peter uh, sees Jesus walking on the water and he's like, yo, call me out and, and, I'll, and I'll walk to you. And I'm not sure if he's like super stoked about walking on the water or, or what, but as soon as he sees everything around him and losing sight of Jesus, that's when he sinks. And that's yeah, when he has little go. faith. And it's like, I, man, it, it was just like, hold on, I wrote down a little note. Um, yeah, j- just like, and again, also like tying it in a bit to like Hebrews 12, where it says like, we need to be running this race, looking to Jesus, looking to Jesus, doing everything you can to look to Jesus and being informed and being aware of that. So. Aaron, you were going to say something. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, parents, this is just some, as much a, a warning to you as it is to your kids, as it is to me. Uh, the contrast in James 4 to James 5. So, like, in James 4, we talked about it last week, how, it's like, you know, where do wars and fights come from and disagreement and conflict? It's because of the passions that are in us that clash with other people's passions. And we're all just selfish and going after what we want. And then right after that, it says, it's like, don't be a friend of the world, because if you are, you're an enemy of God. And it's like, whoa, holy cow. It's like, it associates our passions and desires. If they're worldly, it's like, we're going to reap the fruit of that, which is conflict and frustration and strife and anger and murder and like all of these negative things. That's the fruit of the flesh. And it's, so it says, it's like, that's friendship with the world. But then in James 5, it says like, the way that we rise above all of that is to have our gaze fixed on eternity and not the world. It's like to be a friend of God is to, to have our hope and to be waiting for Christ's return. and so, and I mentioned it last week, I think in the podcast, I don't remember, but it came into, um, to mind again now, but first John chapter two says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the father, but is from the world. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, but then it goes on to say, and the world is passing away along with its desires. Like it's not going to last. So it's like, it has everything to do with patience and knowing that it's like, if your gaze is fixed on that, it's like, it's going to go away. Like, but if you're fixed on Christ coming back, it's like, that's sure to happen. And it's, it's going to have eternal consequences that won't, won't end. It's like the will of God abides forever. So all I'm trying to say is I have to remember personally that I need to abide in Christ and be seeking to do God's will and not just mine. So Stephen, you said with your kids, it's like, what are you thinking about every day? It's like, are you even thinking about God's will or is it just your will all the time? That's always turned on that you're after. And sometimes that doesn't look like we're bad people or something. But again, if God's will isn't even coming to mind, then it's like, we're probably fixated too much on the world. Um, like we need to be informed, like you said, Josh, from God's word. And that's what helps us, you know, know what God's will even is. So I would say that, that the warning is we need to be modeling that, talking about it, you know, repenting of that regularly. Cause it's not just once you get it, you're fixed on God's will all the time. It's like, I have, to, I have to daily remind myself of what is God's will. And I have to, like, it's hard. I mean, I don't know about you guys, 
um but it's it's something that's ongoing yeah that and, takes practice and i would say too though like i want to just like make sure because this has actually been a theme that's been i've noticed uh in different conversations i've had over the past week and even what the lord's been showing me but like just because something is hard does not mean that the sacrifice isn't worth it so uh again i this is crazy i just read this this morning but it's talking about the parables of uh like the hidden treasure and the priceless pearl and it's just like I want to encourage uh, parents, please know that the things Aaron just said, the things that Stephen said about fixing your eyes on Jesus and not just keeping your eyes on this world, it's hard, but it's worth it. There, there, is, there is actual hope. There is actual joy. There is actual like purpose. Yeah behind doing this so just because it's hard doesn't mean that it's bad and 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 i think sometimes um we can talk about dying to self and dying to sin and blah 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 and we forget to talk about how worth it it is to follow jesus like i don't know about you guys like just a quick story like on friday uh, my wife had a migraine. It, it was really bad. Um, so she was just out of commission and, um, I was taking care of a Nora Ray. Um, and it was slightly unexpected. And so like, I, I like got up later and I, I didn't really, um, I didn't spend time in the word. I didn't spend time praying. And normally I do it first kind of basically first thing in the morning, right after my shower. And I didn't do that. And then I put an array down for her, her nap. And then I took a nap because I was falling asleep. So I, it was like 3.30 before I actually got to like read and, and pray. And you guys, I felt like junk all the way leading up to that. Um, and I just felt overwhelmed and selfish and just like I... I shouldn't have to be dealing with this. Why, why does Laura have to keep having these things happen to her? And there's just like all these different things. And then after I got to read, I was like, Oh, okay. This is, this is my purpose. This is my perspective. I spent some time praying for other people. It got my eyes off of me. And I I think just as an encouragement to you parents, like there's just so much, worth it like the the parable about the hidden treasure and the priceless pearl it says that uh this is matthew 13 uh 44 the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field that a man found and reburied then in his joy i like circled that in his joy he goes and sells everything and buys that field and it's just like Man, there's just so much purpose and joy in this. I'm gonna be quiet because I'm just excited about it. But like, it's been so impactful. Oh, 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 for me. It, so yeah. don't don't forget the joy, just like Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, he endured. Right. Mm, yeah. So mm, preach it. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. That's, life. That is a word right there. Life in this life 
is always going to be walking on the water. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's never yeah. going to feel stable. It's yes. never going to feel sure. There's going to be storms all around you in all areas of life. Um, and Jesus is standing in front of you yes. and he's there and he's calm yeah. and he's in control of the storms. Um, yes. It can silence them at any point and just encourage you guys to keep looking to him because while it's hard to stay focused on Jesus, when there's a storm all around you, turning away from him is where death is. That's where yeah. sinking. Yes. Yes. Um, staying focused on him is where, life is and your kids are also walking on water all the time mm -hmm. and they're unsure and they don't know where to go and what's steady and the more you stay focused on jesus the more you're going to be able to show your kids how to do that and give them hope and they're going to be able to see you as a place that has peace um and that's for a lifetime and then jesus yes. is going to come back um and that battle will be over um and it will be great and awesome amen, um, amen. So we've gone yeah. gone for a little bit. I think it's time to time to wrap up. Probably great, Aaron. You wanna wanna close us out of here? Yes, I have. I wanna I wanna preach some more. I wanna say something right now. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, We're yeah. over. Like my mind's racing though. Like I know. Just go on, but let's uh, let's pray. God, I thank you for um, I thank you for Josh and for Stephen. Uh, I'm grateful for them as, as friends and brothers. Um, but Lord, I'm also grateful for our church and that you have put us here. Um, you know, there's so many kids and families represented with the youth ministry. Um, and I pray for all of them right now as, as we try to minister to them and care for them and help uh, and by partnering with the parents to to love the students and point them to you. God, I pray that you would give us wisdom. I pray you would give the parents wisdom. Uh, but above all, Lord, I pray that you would reveal yourself to students, to parents, to us more and more from your word. Uh, and that you would, uh, as it says in James, we've looked at and elsewhere in the Bible, Colossians and Matthew, all over the place. It's we have to keep our gaze fixed on you. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would help us to do that by your spirit and your word in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Amen.